This is episode 423, Working with Old Triggers and New Relationships with Manpreet. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show and a special shout out to all of you listening who were just with me at my retreat in San Diego last weekend, my women's retreat. It was amazing, and I'm still just blown away by what transpired and the courage and the vulnerability, and oh boy, do I love in-person events. Podcasts are great. Workshops are great on Zoom. Online courses are great. And there's just nothing that compares to an in-person event. So if you haven't been to one with me, get there because I'd love to meet you in person. It's always so cool when I meet people that are like, I've been listening to the podcast since you started, or I've been listening for seven years, or I just started listening and really felt a resonance. And now I'm here at the retreat. So thank you everyone who trusted me to come. Thank you to all of you listening who were volunteers and staff the events. It was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I look forward to the next time I can meet some of you in person. All right. So today's episode is about old triggers and new situations. (laughs) I think that can be frustrating for all of us when we start drawing in more of what we want um, or a new situation comes up and we're like, oh man, new situation, but same old triggers coming up. So as you're listening to this episode, consider... When something new comes into your life, like when you're new in dating, do you often, for lack of a better word, sabotage it because old stuff comes up? Did you grow up not really feeling safe? Specifically, if you are female, do you not really feel safe around men? Have you done the vulnerability vomit thing too early in a relationship, either a friendship or romantic relationship, and it has backfired on you? And finally, do you feel like you can really ask for what you need? And do you feel like you really are truly lovable? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Manpreet. Before we dive in, I want to thank my awesome sponsor for this week, which is Air Doctor. I love the Air Doctor filters. I noticed such a difference. I got to tell you, we've been traveling because we're out in San Diego for my retreat. And I feel the difference when I sleep in a room with my Air Doctor filter and when I don't. I really, really do. (laughs) I can't wait to go home and go back to my house where I have them. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust, mites, and mold so your lungs don't have to. For example, in this Airbnb we're in, there's construction all around and there's just a lot of dust and I, I feel it which is why I want my Air Doctor purifier. They use an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor has captured the attention of established media outlets like CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Capturing odors from cooking and smoking to chemical cleaning products, you can trust Air Doctor to keep everyone in your household breathing the freshest air possible. Also, I love that with Air Doctor, you don't have to worry about a noisy air purifier. I have one in Athena's room and it's just a really beautiful white noise that is so soft. Their whisper jet fans are 30% quieter than fans in ordinary air purifiers. So 
get your air doctor purifier. I promise you won't regret it. You'll have so much peace of mind. You'll sleep better. You'll breathe better. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code over it. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code over it and check out. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% or up to $300 off your order exclusive to my podcast listeners. You'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's really good, everybody. Again, up to 39% off or up to $300 off and an exclusive three-year warranty. Go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com, airdoctorpro.com and use promo code over it at checkout. And now on to my coaching call with Manpreet. Manpreet, welcome to the show. How can I help? Oh, thank you. Well, I'm actually really excited to be here. I've been thinking about how I receive in relationships and then also don't let men lead all the time. <laughs> so, you know, being, yeah, I try to control in relationships and that kind of changes that polarity. And so that's actually something I would love to get coached on and dive into like, how do I be in more of a receivability, letting the man lead and also just being truly in my goddess energy and mm-hmm. being fully embodied in that. Okay. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Yeah. So I recently just started dating this man and he wants to make plans for us, even for dates, even for our first date. Like I'm so used to having men that are overtly uh, showing interest or physicality right away. And he didn't, he has like a high level of respect and high level of, he treats me with like high level of self-worth and he's really trying to take it slower so that we can get to know each other. And it was Sounds awful. You <laughs> know, and I was like, and then there's me freaking out being like, does he really like me? What is he doing? Why is he not taking, going faster? And trying to change the dynamics and pressuring him as well. To change How are you dynamics. pressuring him? Just with my energy. Like I find mm-hmm. we've been chatting about five weeks. We've had a couple of dates, but I like right away, I was like, like, I'm getting scared of my emotions with you. And he's like, tell me about, about this. And he held space for me about me being scared but it was also like he's like you gotta stop this because he's like you're gonna scare me he goes I'm gonna walk away if you keep doing this too because it was like Mm -hmm. this full of insecurity and he's like I think it's really cute but he's like he's like there has to be this level of trust in what the process is and the flow and going with the flow as well and he goes when he said that to you how did that feel to you a part of it was like I felt really listened to and I felt like he was mm-hmm. holding space, but he was also, he met me where I was at, but he was trying to take me to a different place. Mm-hmm. And he was also being a little bossy. He was being a little bossy. It wasn't done in like the bossy energy. So okay, there was a, that's good to know. Yeah. So it wasn't done in the bossy energy, but there was a little bit of like, there was a little bit of bossiness there for sure. Yeah. Or a little bit of a, like not threat or ultimatum. Those words are too strong, but a little bit of a, if you keep doing this, I'm out, yeah. which doesn't feel good. It it would be nice to hear. I'd love to explore how we could work together so that this isn't coming up because it's challenging for me as well. And that's just a yeah. less threatening way to say that. But the one of the things I noticed is like, it's my little girl energy that shows up and she's like jumping around and she's like, oh, when she's panicking. And then I also realize I'm not embodied the, the days that I'm having this panic. I'm not very, really feeling grounded then that's when the fear shows up as well. What are you panicking or fearing specifically? I really like him. And I'm scared that there's fear about like 
that he's not going to be attracted to me. And I'm used to either men being physical or being emotional, but it's never really has never been a relationship with both. Mm -hmm. And where he's really trying to nurture the emotional side first. And for me, I'm used to using physical as a way to manipulate the situation and get what I want Mm -hmm. out of a situation. Mm -hmm. And so I want to clarify, so you were in Be the Queen, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember when we talked about masculine and feminine energy? What was one thing that stuck out for you? For me, it's about, for the masculine, it's about like when they have the presence and they have the direction and the feminine's like relaxing into it and the trusting of the process um, and really about creating that, fostering that like deeper connection as well, like within myself and within the situation as well. But it was also the masculine, this is coming up is like, I know that the masculine is always very scary for me. So that's a powerful statement. The masculine feels scary to you. What feels scary about it? And what specifically about the masculine or men feel scary? I think it's the power, like they feel more powerful to me as I'm like, just reflecting right now, I'm like, the feminine still feels a little weak to me. And I know that's not true, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm out of control in the situation and he has more control, like the masculine mm-hmm. has more control. Right. And as you learn to be the queen, a lot of what you're talking about is more the shadow masculine and shadow feminine or the wounded. Yes. And a lot of times what we think is masculine and feminine is really inner child. So you've probably heard me say before and be the queen and on the show, a lot of women say, I need to be more in my feminine, less in my masculine, but it's really not about polarity at all. It's more about I, my wounded little girl is scared. And so my protective part that appears masculine is leading. So I want to go back to, as a little girl, what men in your life were scary? Um, Some of my uncles. Okay. What was scary about them? There's abuse there. So, okay. That you witnessed or that happened to you? Happened. You were both. Yeah. Okay. Both. I'm sorry. Both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So witnessing it happen to other women and girls, having it happen to you, it's a double whammy. So that's not masculine energy. That's abusive, toxic energy. And so one thing that's going to be, because someone that's in a female body can do that may look different, but female bodied people can abuse and hurt. Now we might say, well, it happens more often from men to women, but the point is it doesn't matter. It's more the behavior than it is the gender. So something that's going to be important for you to separate is those specific men and their behavior from men in general. And the difference of overpowering that's abusive versus someone that's empowered and speaking their truth. So what is so amazing and honestly kind of annoying about the subconscious and inner child is that it can't often distinguish situation from feeling. And what I mean by that is your rational mind can go, this situation of dating this man is very different than my abusive uncles. Your rational mind can see that, yes? Your conscious mind can see that, right? But the subconscious and the little girl, as soon as the feeling of fear or 
oh my gosh, does this person have more power in this situation than I do? Because maybe I like him a little more than he likes me, or that's my fear. Then the feeling is going to feel similar. And all of a sudden, because the feeling is there, you're projecting abusive uncles onto him. Even though your conscious mind knows he's not. Absolutely. So what's going to be so huge for you is one, consistently bringing yourself into the present moment. And in your mind being like, these are not my, this is not my uncle. Their behavior wasn't indicative of men. It was indicative of them. Their individual, you know, you can name them, right? This is the behavior of this person and this person, not men in general. Second, you have to ask yourself, what couldn't I say or be or do in that situation when I was a little girl, when I felt scared that I can do or say or be now? Can you answer that question? Well, I can speak up for what I need and what I want. Mm-hmm. I can also say no. Exactly. And, yeah. And that's the most powerful piece. Exactly. Exactly. So when there's any abuse, oftentimes what happens, and you don't, okay, well, somebody's asked this. You do not have to share this. You can just say, I prefer not to answer. Was it emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, all of the above? Uh, Sexual. Okay. So when it's sexual abuse, it's very common for sex and physical intimacy to be used as a way to get love because, because of the sexual abuse, there's a part of us that thinks that's all we're good for. Yeah. And that's all men want for us. And because there has to be a disconnection from our sexuality for us to be able to survive abuse sexually, then, well, well, any abuse, we have to disconnect and dissociate. Then there's often this, you know, opening up sexually to someone before we're really emotionally even ready, but using it as a way to get power over the situation. Can you see that? Do you relate to that at all? Absolutely can relate to that. Yeah. So how wonderful and what a indication of the healing work that you've done that you've drawn in a man who is not leading with that and is not allowing you to lead with that. Yeah, it's super powerful. It's super powerful. And it's also going to feel super scary because, oh my gosh, you have to be seen for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's the tough that's been the interesting part right, which is what you've always wanted yeah exactly. but it's terrifying yeah 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 so the fear I know it feels like the fear is about him having more power and you not having power in the situation and I, I hear you there's some of that there but if we were to take it a cut deeper the fear is really about wait, am I actually lovable? I know I'm good for sex. I know I'm good for getting somebody off, but am I lovable? And that's super confronting. Yeah, it is very confronting actually, where someone's actually like, yeah, seeing me for, yeah, just seeing me and wants to see me and sees the worthiness and like it, and actually treating me with that level of respect. Mm-hmm that I've always wanted and desired. And now I'm getting it. I'm like, oh, wait a second. This is like, terrifying. Well. Yeah, <laughs> it's so terrifying. Yeah. So terrifying. 
Well, and a big reason why it's so terrifying is because it's so unfamiliar. And because what happened to you as a child was so degrading. I mean, it was, there's so many adjectives we can use to describe being abused as a child. Degrading is the one I'm going with because what that does is it just lowers your self-worth and it's also showing up here because I'm not saying you're putting them on a pedestal, but there is a little part of you that's like, am I good enough for this person? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, and he actually called me on that too as well. He's like, my validation doesn't matter. Exactly. And it's about like how you love yourself. And it has been really like interesting kind of going like energetically going back and forth with that because I know that his validation doesn't matter. It's not about, he just a reflection about how I feel about myself. Yeah. So if I were in this situation and I really liked this person, I would have a coach that I could process what was coming up so I didn't have to bring it to him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm all for early intimacy in a relationship, all that kind of stuff. This is bumpy territory for you because of your past. And it sounds like this person is someone you're actually quite interested in. Yes. And I do believe that we don't like there's things I do not process with my husband, even, you know, five and a half years in because it's like my stuff that I need to process with someone that's not him. And then whatever I need to bring to the relationship, whatever I need to ask for can come from more of a non-triggered place. We're not perfect at it, neither one of us. But I mean, there's a situation the other night where I tried to bring something to him and it just blew up in both of our faces. I ended up in tears. He ended up angry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like talk to my coach about this. And I did. And it was just so much more helpful, (laughs) so much more helpful because she's not in the relationship. And so it, you have like, you've drawn in like what you desire and what can happen is we can sabotage for lack of a better word, but it's really not sabotaging. It's just protecting ourselves so hard that we actually push away what we want because we're, we, we don't believe that we actually can have it. And that's what I'm scared of right now. Right. So take action. Yeah. Okay. Get someone, do you have, do you work with anyone now? Uh, no, I, I have, I've had, yeah, I've been, been doing spiritual coaching, not relationship, but yeah, it's something, I think I need something a little bit more. Yes. Longer. Yes, I agree. Again, not from the sense of like, oh my gosh, you're so broken. I never come from that perspective. It's more of like, this is important to me. If you, for example, if you were going to give a TED talk, your first TED talk, would you hire a coach? No, absolutely. Right. And I've had a coach before. And so I, yeah, during this stage, I think I really do need need to get coaching again, just to kind of provide yeah. that. Support. Yeah. And even holding it as I want it. I want it because this matters to me. And I've drawn in, like, again, the, the fact that you've drawn this in is indicative of how far you've come, right? It's sort of like the fact that you get asked to do a TED talk is indicative of how far you've come. But then you're like, okay, I got it. Now I really want to do, I really want to like give it my all. So I'm going to get the coach. Yeah. So it's the best talk. And again, not from the position of this man's the be all and end all. And like, I have to make this relationship work, but more of here's a situation that's really important to me. And I want to make sure that I'm resourced 
and I'm supported and I'm not like crossing boundaries. And what I mean by that is not processing my little girl wounding and fear with this new man that I haven't built that depth of trust and intimacy with. Yeah. And I've already done that twice. Like it ended up coming up twice and that's not how I want to show up. So how do you want to show up? I want to show up in a secure place, but also in a more, in a communicated place, but in a place from like where it's a proactive and progressive rather than yeah. being this like wounded place that is like feels really insecure and just not healthy for me. Right. Right. And not really satisfying either for you. No. Doesn't feel good. No, it's not. It's it's not how it's not the type of relationship I want. I don't want him to constantly having to, you know, it's almost like he's having to pacify me and that's not how I want it to be. Right. Right. You want to really get to know each other and enjoy each other and not be in like a processing workshop with each other. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Back to specific examples, just so we can workshop this a little bit. Again, what's something specific you're doing? Because I want to see if I can give you a new way to be with it or that you're tempted to do with him or like a conversation you want to have. Like what's something specific we could work with that we could shift, maybe shift a little bit. Like something you're wanting or something you're wanting to talk to about or something that is frustrating in the relationship right now. I think when I have a, like, I think it comes down to like when I have a thought or from processing something, instead of like sending him a message or bringing it up, I need to have like it a tools to be to stop myself in the moment and using like using text messages as a tool to just kind of connect and have fun and mm-hmm. then having like the conversations in person, but also being conscious about what those conversations are in person from a place of like empowered place rather than a wounded place. So just like how do I when I'm feeling so much emotion, like how do I stop myself mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. diving right into it with him? Yeah. Well, okay. So if you were my client, I would say, send me a boxer, like anything you want to text him or say to him, just dump it to me. You know, my, my first coach Mona, she had this answering machine (laughs) because it was the early 2000s and it was called her air outline. And any of her clients could just call and just blah. And she'd listen to all of it, but it was so helpful because, you know, anytime that you wanted to say something to your kid or, you know, in a relationship or whatever, you could leave it for her instead. And she'd come back and say, okay, let's, let's workshop this. So that would be one tool. And that would be great if you had a coach that you could just be like, okay, this is what I want to send them. This is exact text. This is exactly what I want to say. And then you have someone that could go, okay, well, let's, let's break this down. What are you really trying to communicate? What is the end result here? What is the feeling? Is this a need that you can satisfy for yourself? That type of thing. So until you get someone that you are working with, what you could do is you could have your own airline. You could do a voice memo of just talking it out to yourself. You could, you've done Be the Queen, so you know the empty chair process. Yep. You could set up two chairs and you could be one chair and he could be in the other and you could go back and forth and have the conversation. You need an exit route for it. So in no way, shape or form am I saying, hold this in, don't speak it. Just internally process it. Say, this is my wounded little girl. That's not the way I want to show up. I'm not saying that this stuff needs to come out because as a child, you had to hold so much in. So in no way, shape or form am I saying mute yourself. I'm just saying like, find a different audience. Yeah, of course. For certain things. So let it out just in a different way. And then it's like, 
after you let it out, then you can really ask yourself, okay, what do I really need in this situation? What can, is it a need that I can meet? And a lot of times it is, or is it a need I can meet from a friend or from my coach or from whoever, or is this actually really a need? And do I have a request from this man? Yeah. But you're going to have so much more clarity if you first. Exactly. No, that's actually good because I have been doing the voice voice notes to myself and really powerful. Um, But I noticed that I had started to slip out of that practice. And that's actually when I started to, yeah, had verbal diary on him, (laughs) which was not. (laughs) I know. I know. And years down the road, when you're in a committed relationship, like that's okay. Like it's more appropriate for me to do that with my husband in this moment than for you to do it with this person right now. Yeah, exactly. Now. It's too soon. Right. And it's you don't just, yes, it. yes. And and it's not just too soon. I just want to be really clear about something. It's not just too soon because I'm coming from the perspective of, I don't want you to do something to scare this person away. That's actually not where I'm coming from. It's too soon because I don't want you to get heartbroken. And like for you to verbally vomit vulnerability and then have it not met in the way you need it to be met, what do you think that's going to do that little girl and her trust of men? Oh, completely. Yeah, it's not going to be good. So this is also a, this is moreover a like protecting you and giving you the support and the context where you're creating safe experiences when you are vulnerable and express. And because there's not enough trust, rapport and time with this person yet, He's just not that person. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Honesty, authenticity. Yes. But, you know, someone has to, like, one thing I I say frequently is I will be honest with people, but vulnerability needs to be earned. And that's the, and and that's such an important distinction for me because it's not, um, yeah, it does have to be earned because there's there the trust has to be there and the space has to be there for the vulnerability. Like, because not everyone gets to see that side of me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Take a breath. And just let, let me know how you're feeling. I feel a little bit. I do feel calmer <laughs> than I was before because okay. Now I'm like, yes, I like, I have the tools again, and also like just creating space with him. For, it's interesting because we had a date, then he was like, oh, I'm feeling sick. So he's been kind of like quiet the last couple of days. And a part of me knows that that's, it's actually a good thing because it had just, it gave a, gave that space to, for me to deal with like all these emotions that were rising for myself. But also mm-hmm. I don't need that. I asking myself the question of what do I want and what do I need in this? This is the first time ever I've asked myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not in fear that we haven't talked. Like I was like, cool. If we see each other again, great. If we don't, great. Like it's, yeah, no big deal. And like, I'd be obviously a little bit upset, but I'm also like my, my worth isn't tied to him, which is the first time ever that's ever happened. That's huge. And I can hear in your voice. You really believe that, yeah. which is amazing. And, you know, with, this conversation and the shifts I feel you've had since the beginning of the dialogue, it might shift something energetically in that dynamic. Yeah. We're not attached, but we're just saying, Hey, we're open to that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm really proud of you for putting your little girl first because that's that's a respect she didn't get as a child. Yeah. And she's just having fun right now too. Like that, that's like and that's fun. Like, yeah. Like this has been the most the funnest relationship so far, like whatever it is so far. Just the chatter and like the banter and the back and forth and sharing Love the it. jokes and like yeah, it's been amazing. And I'm like, it's I, I I started hating dating before, and I'm actually like this is the first time ever that I'm like actually excited for it, um, and enjoying it and being like, oh, what's next? What else is possible? I love it. I love it. Keep that joy, because we all deserve fun from childhood all the way to our deathbed. It's underrated. So you keep enjoying it and keep that light perspective. Never want to give anyone or any relationship too much importance, especially in the beginning. So I love that lightheartedness um, because at the end of the day, what matters most is your relationship with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Manpreet, for your honesty and for your vulnerability and oh, such a great topic. Old triggers, new situations. And there were some really great distinctions we made in this call. First, just acknowledging her for bringing forward a different kind of man progress, progress. And if you're bringing forward the same kind of person, it's just an integration opportunity to say no and get out of it sooner. There's lots we talked about. There's a couple of things I want to highlight. First, when we suffer abuse at the hands of, in this example, men, we can project on all men that they're scary. I saw this at the retreat over and over, women being so scared to trust men because one man or several men hurt them. So we want to separate the behavior from the gender, from the person, from the way they look and go, this is the behavior, not men in general. And then ask ourselves, you know, what could I not say then? What could I not do that I can say or do now? We can speak up. We can get out of a situation. We can fight back and take our power back. The other thing that we talked about is that in abuse, especially sexual abuse, we can think that that's the way to keep a person because unfortunately for so many people, if it was someone in your life, like a father or an uncle or grandfather, it probably didn't happen once. They just kept coming back. So subconsciously it's like, oh, well, if I want this person to keep coming back, if I want them to be around, this is what I have to give. And there's a dissociation that enables us to think that, all right, well, if I have sex with this person, if I'm sexual, if I satisfy them in this way, then that's my worth. That's my lovability. And that's the way I keep them. All this is obviously very subconscious, but understanding that often this can happen can bring it into conscious awareness. And then we really get to, well, am I actually lovable? Like, I, I know my body's good for something, but am I actually lovable? And that can feel terrifying when someone really sees you. And so that's her opportunity and perhaps the opportunity for so many of you is actually being seen. And then the other more tactical thing we talked about and I think this is a really important point for a lot of you that are new into dating or in a new relationship is vulnerability is earned. Honesty you want from the get-go. You know, are you there for the same reasons? Being honest, but vulnerability takes some time. And early in a relationship, it can be really helpful to have a coach or someone else so you can work out the kinks with. So you're not bringing everything to this new person. Again, vulnerability has to be earned. And I'm not saying that, and I said this in the coaching call too, I'm not saying that because it's like, oh, hide yourself, mute yourself, do what you need to do to be a chameleon, to keep this man. That is not where I'm coming from at all. 
I'm more coming from, if you share vulnerability too soon, you may get hurt. You may get hurt and it might not be received in the way that you want because there isn't the rapport and the trust and the time there. So in new relationships, friendships or relationships, especially intimate relationships, a lot can be triggered. That's why it's so helpful to have someone, a professional or a trusted friend that you can bounce those things off of, send the text you want to send, get some perspective and really come into new relationships with honesty, but knowing that vulnerability is something that you get to later, like deep vulnerability is something you get to later. Gives a relationship more of a chance because you're not bringing your old triggers so much in the face of a new relationship. All right, everyone, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 